Hello and welcome back to Dude, the Universe. I'm here with my St. Louis co-host, Justin Kallmeyer. What's going on, Justin? Hello. What's up, man? What's up, what's up? Um, I'm excited about this one. You know what we're talking about? Uh, aliens. We're talking about aliens, extraterrestrials. I'm super pumped for this. So many places to go. I feel like we could talk for hours about this, man. Oh, absolutely. This could be the longest podcast we ever do. Welcome to Roswell, New Mexico. Being Population. Covered from the spacecraft. It was in the newspaper, man. It actually happened. No, no, that, that was a weather balloon. That's one of the weirder cases of, like, reported alien whatever, alien sightings, or al- whatever, alien incidents. Because they uh, actually you... printed in the newspaper that they recovered bodies, and that's mm-hmm. just fuel for all the conspiracy theories, but that is the, yep. that is the creepiest one. Oh, dude. What, you've read into that, I'm assuming. A little bit. I know, I know a little bit about it. There is some crazy backstory with that. You're right. So at first they admitted it was something crazy. Like they had no idea what it was. It was technology they hadn't seen. They thought it was another country. And then uh, like a couple of days later, right, the newspaper headline reads, oh, weather balloon found. You know, like. Yeah. But didn't they didn't they totally print the newspaper article or they, they printed an article basically admitting that it was an alien spacecraft that it crashed. The government re- recovered a couple bodies recovered the flying disc and all this, all these details came out. And then, then like you said, then it wasn't like the next day or whatever. Like, Oh, actually that was all just, that was all just fake. We actually, it was yeah. just a balloon. Like that's a little yeah. suspicious. And, <laughs> yeah. And they tried to spin it a few ways too. Like, Oh, it was, it was a prank, you know, oh, it was, yeah, obviously we were kidding. You know, they, they tried like a few different ways to kind of like cover their tracks. Didn't they say it was like Mexicans or something that, <laughs> <laughs> I maybe I, I heard I've heard a few different crazy excuses for that one. I've uh, did you ever read about um, they they called it the Battle of Los Angeles? I did. I have. Yeah, that one is, in my opinion, the craziest one because they actually fired at it. Go ahead and describe that for the for the listeners at home for everyone else. All right. So the Battle of Los Angeles. It was like the forties, I think. Forties. Yeah, forties. And it was this light, right? This floating object off the coast of uh, Culver, I think is the city name. It's so- somewhere in Los in, in California. Culver and... City? I think it's Col- Is it Culver City? I think that's it. Yeah. Yep. Culver City. And it was this strange object. They couldn't identify it. They couldn't make contact with it. And they fired like 1,500 anti-aircraft rounds at the object. Because this was during World War II, right? They probably assumed it was the Japanese. Yep. They, they even hit buildings and they killed five civilians. Like five people in Culver City died. And you ask and then, anybody today about that incident. Nobody probably knows about it. No, no. And you know what happened the next day? What's that? Oh, not, not to mention the craziest part. They ordered a citywide blackout. <laughs> next day, guess you can guess what they said. Uh, it was just an experiment. Uh, nothing to see here. It was a mistake. I shit you not. They said it was a weather balloon. A classic weather balloon. <laughs> and and the argument, everyone's like, wait, so you fired 1,500 anti-aircraft shells at a weather balloon. They fucked yeah. that weather balloon up. <laughs> no, they did. They, that was the thing. They're like, you didn't even hit it once. You didn't even sink a weather balloon with 1,500 rounds. Yeah. Well, if it was, if uh, it was a weather balloon, that thing is in 10,000 pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, even, that was. Even if it was a weather balloon, they're not recovering shit. They're firing that many giant <laughs> anti aircraft no. rounds. Yeah, and that's the thing. And finally, it just kind of went away on its own. And I mean, that, that thing is crazy to me. When you look at other stuff, too, because now 
with that incident and other incidents, there's all this uh, classified information. And that's slowly becoming more and more declassified. So you're, you can look up and read about incidents and even find videos that military has taken of different UFOs, different like unidentified aircrafts that have, were evading us, evading our aircrafts and moving like against the laws of physics that we know that our technology can really keep up with. You know, you have objects uh, accelerating at G-forces that were, you know, it's too strong for human bodies to handle. So it kind of even throws the whole, oh, it's the Japanese, it's the Russians. It throws that argument out the window. Those are the creepiest ones where they have uh, footage from like an mm-hmm. F-16 fighter jet where the pilot's like, what the hell is it? We got yep. something moving up here. I don't know what this is because it's yeah. obviously not. And this guy's seeing something and what it what, what the hell it is, nobody really knows. But I think the easiest explanation for all this, in my opinion, is pro- it's probably just if you think about the amount of money that's spent um, on our defense department in this country, it's probably just some sort of completely top secret uh, government projects that they're working on. We, are, we have no, I, I'm sure we cannot even begin to fathom what kind of technology at the highest levels of government they have, dude. So is it really that surprising that they would have aircraft that's unlike anything we've ever seen at the highest levels of experimentation? I think that's probably if you, the, the simplest explanation for some of these ridiculous UFO sightings that you hear about. Okay, well, I see one of us is a little bit more of a believer than the other, but I completely agree with you. There's the black budget I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. Yeah, so... That, you know, that, that's crazy to think of that. I think the saying is, the, is that technology reaches the public 10 years after it's made in terms of aircrafts and vehicles like that. I've heard that somewhere before. Right, but, yeah. The government probably had iPhones in like the 60s. <laughs> so, Memojis in the 50s. Yeah, um, they were way ahead of their time. Because you see, if you look up these videos, you see these objects just defying physics. And, you know, there's no heat trails. There's no sonic booms. Nothing that the current spacecraft or you know, aircraft, I'll say, that we see does, it, it's, it's almost unfathomable. And, and there uh, are quite a few videos like that. Is it a stretch to say thousands? Yeah, when you consider amateur footage, too. I'm, dude, I'm sure you could find hundreds of videos taken from, like, a Motorola Razor back, like, 15 years ago, you know, right. to today. It's always grainy footage, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something going on. I'm going to say that I believe that it's aliens. I don't think I'd, I'm going to go that far. But my, I, think, I think my simplest explanation, I'm going to say, it's most of them, it's the government. That's, that's definitely plausible. It, it also begs the question, though, I mean, they're traveling light years and light years to get to us. That in itself is a feat that would take technology far superior to ours. So it really, you stop to think like, okay, why would they be here and why would they just be doing these annoying little flybys? Like they came all this way to just kind of like, kind of show off. I've heard a theory that, most of these sightings, there was a large uptick in a lot of these UFO sightings around the time that the nuclear bomb was developed. So yeah, I've heard that. I know some. I've, this particular line of thinking suggests that the aliens, if they are aliens, uh, took a particular interest in us when they noticed that we had nuclear capabilities. So the idea would be that they're just monitoring us to make sure we don't blow up the entire universe. <laughs> that That is interesting because you kind of think of like an Overwatch kind of situation. If there's intelligence, you know, the universe has been around almost 14 billion years. So it took us, what, a few million years to develop. So it's not far-fetched to think that there's other civilizations that have had far more time to develop than we have. 
So if they can travel large distances between galaxies and find us and sort of keep an eye like, okay, well, you know, we already have so much technology, so many, so many resources, you know, we can kind of watch these other civilizations develop, which would make sense then in that case where they say, oh my God, these guys, you know, they found nukes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that might be what's, what's going on with the activity potentially. That's an explanation. Also, man, like, I, I think some, sometimes people don't consider that maybe we are just the most advanced creatures in the universe, or at least that's, our galaxy. And that's, is that really that far-fetched? Maybe we are the most advanced. There's got to be somebody who's the most advanced. I'm not saying that there's no other life forms out there, because the odds of that are obviously in favor of there being something else that's alive on another planet somewhere. But maybe we are just the most advanced. I mean, maybe, maybe no other, there are no other advanced civilizations like ours. That's a possibility. I don't know the odds of that, but that's something that you can't rule out until we have yeah. confirmed evidence otherwise. Yeah, no, I'd say it's low, but you obviously can't argue that because where's the advanced life forms? You know, like, why haven't we found them yet? We've, we've discovered, I think, 3,000 exoplanets. Like, we've logged them. We've, we've written down characteristics. We know their properties you know, the kind of atmosphere they have is life habitable. And we're over 3000 pretty much. It's almost the same debate that you get into if you're talking about the existence of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no yeah, evidence just... one way or the other, really. You're never going to come to a rock solid conclusion, but yeah. either one is possible. Yeah. I mean, we could talk all night about this. I mean, even Mars, you know, they, Mars has water. We've discovered that much. So you're saying if, if another planet in this solar system is capable of life, you're telling me that there's not in the billions of solar systems out there, in the billions of galaxies out there, there's not one other kind of similar sort of being than us. And that's the other thing, too, dude. If there were aliens, like, what do you think they would even look like? Well, do you, do you believe the people have been abducted by aliens? Totally. Well, well, wait, let me dial back. I, I was really enthusiastic there. I've had a first yes? account from somebody who claims to have been abducted by aliens. Really? Yeah, it's a, a family friend one of a family friend of mine their sibling uh was in town and, and and she claims that she had some sort of a abduction experience and apparently it was all very uh it, they were just observing and testing emotions so they would basically flash some sort of or somehow insert a scenario in the mind of the person that would trigger an extreme emotional response. So they would basically make the abductee believe that th your parents had just been killed and then they would observe the emotional response and then they would have something extremely happy or, you know, just ecstatic situation where you were, you know, the best thing ever. They would observe your happiness and the emotion that involved with that reaction. And that's what she claims is that they were it, like inputting these scenarios in her head and observing her emotional response. You know, it, it, all these things happen in, in the middle of the night and you could easily write them off as some sort of a dream state, you know, a night terror of some sort, because that happens where people are half asleep and yet somehow still conscious and have these weird dreamlike experiences that they, that seem real, you know? So you could easily write that off, but I mean, it was interesting to at least hear you know, somebody firsthand. She wasn't crazy. She's not a crazy person. I think that's completely fascinating. Mm -hmm. That's just such a tough scenario to come up with. To say, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I got anal probed. 
you know, it, it's another to come up with because that's a very like deep level of testing. They're testing our our conscience. They're like our humanity, essentially. I don't see that as as a test, like an aggressive test. You know, I, I see that more as what kind of beings are these? Do they possess feelings? Are they sentient? Right. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. And if that's if true, you want I to hope believe that it actually happened and it wasn't some sort of a dream state. Uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't hurt her. They put her back. It was all good. She's alive. <laughs> Maybe there's hope. Still... But dude, you know about the uh, how most people describe like the classic giant head, giant eyes, you know, little people running around, little like the classic alien form. Yeah. They think that, or I've heard discussed that they think that that might be related to some sort of repressed memory from birth so really most people are born in a hospital setting it's a very clinical environment and the way people describe being abducted by aliens is typically they're looking up they're like on some sort of an operating table there's lights they see these things with giant eyes and the eyes are the prominent feature and you compare that to the birth of a newborn child looking up at a doctor with a mask on, eyes are showing, there's bright lights, the clinical environment. They think that's some sort of a revival of a repressed memory from the, your actual birth when people claim these similar experiences of like an operating room environment. I've heard that, but that that is a, an interesting explanation for the... Uh, similarities between a lot of these with the grays you know that's really interesting but do you think that's a cop-out at all yeah a little bit i've never heard of anyone having that kind of memory and then even if you know that was the memory you have don't you think you'd kind of remember as you were as an infant rather than i'm I'm assuming what is you know the experience in the body you currently have which is much larger than that of an infant it's it's tough though man because if you especially if you're going all the way back point in time i mean memory is the least reliable <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. eyewitness testimony yeah. is the least reliable piece of evidence that you can present in the courtroom i mean you're really gonna huh. you know trust somebody's recounting of a memory that may have been when they were a newborn child that's going to be all kinds of fuckery involved you're not gonna oh yeah that perfectly yeah i mean the, the chances of you having a flashback as a child being born in the delivery room is probably what the same chances of extraterrestrial intelligent life traveling light years just to pick you, you know, not randomly, but to randomly pick you out of 8 billion people. Right. I'd say chances probably favor towards having a flashback to being born. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that's interesting about these, you know, typical descriptions of the aliens is that a lot of them seem to be, they're not like sexual beings. They're, you know, they're, a body with no sex organs with the, you know, just eyes and, you know, basically just a very, it's almost like they've completely gone over to a entirely mental state of being, you know, telepathy, you know, the communication with a powerful mind. There's no sex organs that people recount. There's nothing. Do you think that we're focusing on the wrong area? I mean, I'm sure they don't have the same sex organs we do. Yeah, maybe. I've, I've heard, I've heard someone describe the human anatomy as mixing uh, the the entertainment system with the sewage system. <laughs> That's pretty good. And being like, why the fuck would any designer do that? Why would they put the carnival in the sewer? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> maybe we're just weird as fuck and aliens have some sort of weird mental sex organ or it's in their hands or something kind of creative. Who knows? It's fun to play around with the ideas of, you know, what kind of powers these other alleged civilizations have 
Yeah, or just what they do. You think they watch Netflix? You think they do? You think they hijack our Netflix? Uh, we, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, have you read about FRBs? I have not. That shit is crazy. What is that? All right, fast radio bursts. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, frequent radio bursts. Right. So it's these ultra strong, ultraviolet radio signals that last only a few seconds, but they're bursts of energy, right? Like radio waves, they it's more energy than the sun emits in 24 hours, lasts a few seconds, and they come from, uh, you know, sources unknown, but they're aimed, not aimed, but they're picked up here on Earth. And sometimes they happen multiple times in a row, right? And they've been interpreted as like some sort of communication method, uh, like a Morse code of sorts. You know, other theories are stuff like a rotating neuron star or a black hole, you know, astronomical phenomena. But, you know, it always links back to ET because we can't be sure that it's, that's not what it is. It's not some civilization blasting radio signals at us. Right. You know, because you see one happen and you think, oh, it could be a black hole, you know, it could be something emitting this powerful radio burst. Like, for example, when you open your microwave door, it's like it generates a small one, right? But you see this black hole, like, okay, well, the black hole could be generating it. But then you get, like the other day, right? They found 13 in a row. It's the second time that's happened since we discovered that in 2007. So it's pretty unusual that it would be natural. Or at least they don't really have a rock-solid explanation. Yeah, they don't. I mean, late we've learned more and more about it because it's only been a decade. And we, you know, they think somewhere between like five and 10,000 of these might happen a day. Right. But we're discovering them all the time now. And we're kind of realizing it's very, very rare that they happen in, you know, uh, repeating bursts, you know, like one, two, three, you know, because they only last a second or so. But this was the second time. And we've been searching for 10 years now. Second time. It was like 13 times. And the galaxy that it came from is 1.5 billion light years away. That is so crazy. It would take one and a half billion years traveling the speed of light to get there. Jesus. So how long, wait, so was that radio wave was sent billions of years ago? Dude, that's the part I don't know, which I wish I knew. I, I don't know how fast those things travel. I assume yeah, it's not I mean. as fast as light. What I'd be interested in is so it, when we finally receive it, that was actually sent a billion years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. That's fucking crazy, though. I mean, like, that's what I wish I, man, I should have looked that up or something. But yeah, I don't know how fast they travel, right? But we can determine. We don't know where exactly, but we do know it originates in a galaxy that far away. Right. That's like the, uh, there was some movie. I forget what I, I forget. You could probably do a quick Google search and find it. It was a movie that was along these lines where we received some sort of signal from, from Earth or to Earth from some other distant planet. And it was like modern time or whatever, close to the year 2000, 90s, maybe it was probably a 90s movie. But mm. we received some sort of signal and it was um, bounced back to Earth from the civilization. And it was like footage of Nazi Germany from the 40s. So they received that and we're like, oh, my God, something sent this back to us. And it took it this long to get here. Like, where, where are they coming from? So it was, you know, whatever, light years or whatever. Yeah. But th- that was like the evidence that there was some sort of civilization because it literally reflected our television feed that was being sent out, you know, in the in World War II era. And that was a really interesting uh, plot that reminded me of that. That's a crazy story. 
I think it was like a rival, maybe you could probably somebody out there or who uh, we could probably Google it later. But. Yeah. Well, wait, Arrival. You mean the the recent movie Arrival? No, then it wasn't that. It was something I saw it several years ago, but I remembered that. But that was cool to me that they it took it that it took that long for the mm-hmm. signal to go out and then come back. You know, yeah. The thirties or whatever. Oh, that's fucking. That's fascinating, man. I love that kind of shit. You know, so uh, FRBs. There was an astrophysicist on BBC, right? They're like talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like that same kind of thing. What you're talking about, how long it takes to get here where it might come from, the theories of where it is. And, you know, they're, they're kind of pressing her like, oh, you know, well, black holes, you know, like what kind of phenomenon might it be? And she goes, well, one theory, it's kind of out there, but we're really studying it extensively is that, you know, this might be extraterrestrial. And so, of course, you know, the, the show hosts on BBC kind of laugh like, oh, well, well now everyone's going to be listening because you said aliens on here. And they're like, they literally it was something like, why do you think it's aliens? And the astrophysicist is like, well, it might be. And she got cut off. Oh, no. On BBC, she got cut off. We got to get her on the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you know, I'll find her name. I don't know how many astrophysics, how astrophysics or universe podcasts there are, but that'd be tight. <laughs> yeah, we promise we won't cut you off. Dudettes, welcome to Undo the Universe. <laughs> first, yeah, first, I you guess. On. dude, I'm going to, well, let's follow her on Twitter. She probably has like a thousand followers or something. I feel like astrophysics aren't that astro. That's such a hard time saying that word. No, astrophysicist. Astro. Uh, Astrophysicists probably aren't that popular on Twitter. Astro fucking physicists. That's much. It's much easier to say it like that. (laughs) These astrophysicists. Anyways, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, though, man. I feel like in our lifetime, I bet we discover extraterrestrial life. I hope so. I don't know. I'm. I'm doubt because I feel like isn't there a team? That's devoted to nothing but that at NASA. Several teams. We're now getting to the age where, you know, private citizens are not even part of space agencies. You know, billionaires. There's obviously Elon Musk. That's a big one. He's trying to colonize Mars. Uh, but then guys like Yuri Milner, I don't know if you've heard of him over in Russia, you know, and some, and some other people are spending money to make spaceflight commercial. And, you know, they have billions of millions, maybe billions, I think, in the case of Yuri Milner, but. Of, of resources on the line to dis, to study stuff like FRBs and, you know, possible extraterrestrial origin. That's cool. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I did hear, yeah. I heard about, uh, you know, commercial space travel. Like, I know Rich, uh, one, Richard Branson of yeah. Virgin is Virgin Galactic. I think they're testing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that too. We go to space one time, dude. We could do a podcast from space. Oh, dude, first podcast from space. That would be awesome. Oh, man, I'd love to bring and that. And really not that far out of their own possibility. We just got to scrape together 20 grand. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, we're only, maybe we can start a GoFundMe, just raise $100 million. Podcast in space. Well, I think if you get like 60 miles up, that's technically space. That, that's what qualifies? Yes, it's like you're not past the Van Allen belts, which are these huge sheaths of radiation that surround the Earth, mm-hmm. which is one of the main conspiracies of the moon you know, the moon landing. Uh, how did we get past that? But little, little teaser um, for next week's episode. Oh <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll cover that. Okay. But really quick, I'm going to give you just cause it's in my head. I'm going to lose it. Um, Go, the main it. reasons I think we're going to discover aliens in our lifetime, right? Go. Hit maybe I'll convince you. Maybe I'll convince you. So only a, it's been a hundred years since we even theorized 
exoplanets, right? Solar systems outside of our own that have other planets. Like, we didn't know about that. Only 30 years ago, we discovered the first exoplanet. The first planet that orbits another star outside of our solar system, right? 30 years ago. Since then, we've discovered 3,000. Every year, our telescopes get more powerful. Pentagon information is slowly being more declassified. You see all these videos, this information, these stories of people claiming to encounter UFOs and then the videos to back it up. And we even found what we theorize might be an alien megastructure. It's 1,400 light years away, and it surrounds a star that when we observe it, at times it dims as much as 25% in brightness. And we cannot, we just can't fathom that a planet or, you know, even a cloud of dust would cause a star to dim that much. So we're finding new ways to kind of theorize and conceptualize that alien life is out there. And I think it's, I give it like, you know, 30 years, 50 years. It seems like a while, but it's not too much in the grand scheme of things to really kind of discover alien life. Anyways, that's my piece. That's my theory. That's a good case. And uh, I think we also have, we've just come up with two goals. First podcast from space, number one. And number two, first podcast with an alien guest when we find out who the aliens are, get them on. You know what that reminds me of? That that reminds me of, uh, you ever seen the interview? Um, is that the one with uh, Seth Rogen and where they, where they uh, yeah. North Korea? <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of that, where they, the first uh, person to interview, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one more thing before we wrap it up here. Mm. Did you ever hear that? I, this is another terrible, terrible job doing homework on sourcing. But wow. did you ever hear that one? It was like a politician of some sort. I think it was a congressman. And someone asked him about aliens. This was in like the 80s or the 90s, maybe. He basically said, what do you want us to tell you? That we're being visited by a life form that is far more advanced than us with technology that we can't even begin to understand. And there's nothing we can do about it. Do you want us to tell you that? Or do you want us to say, we don't know? <laughs> like, and what would you a, do if you were a... the government? Because if you tell some people that, yeah, there's this thing coming down from the outer space and we have no idea what the fuck it is and uh, we don't know how powerful it is, if it's hostile or friendly, we really have no idea. Uh, <laughs> so good luck out there. It would cause mass panic. Yeah, you're telling me society would continue as normal? If that happened? No, it would be a huge growing pain. Would you Would you go to work tomorrow if you found that out? Yeah. I mean, you, you have to maintain some semblance of everyday life, but it would rock the world. I mean, it's especially going all the way to things like the basic fundamental, you know, people always talk about the United States founded, on, especially conservatives, founded on Judeo-Christian values. You know, you find out that there's aliens that kind of throws a wrench in that whole Jesus thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. So very interesting, man. I think we need to explore this in part two. I'm absolutely down for part two. But yeah, let's, uh, I got to run to the airport, so we're going to wrap this up. But you can follow us on Instagram if you're not already, at DudeTheUniverse. Email us, DudeTheUniverse at gmail.com. We'd love to hear some feedback from anybody out there. And episode three will be out next week. We're getting the ball rolling here, Palm. That's it, man. You summed it up quite succinctly. Well, uh, we're looking forward to hearing from someone out there. You know, any topics you want to hear. Um, yeah, man, I'll talk to you soon. Later, dude.